The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, September 7th, 2019. Enjoying Cigars is all about the experience. And today we look at the Arganosa Leaf Cigar Experience. And joining us via satellite will be the Vice President of Arganosa Leaf from Miami, Florida, Terrence Riley. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. So those that are part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, if you notice this time when you opened your Care package, those that get four cigars, um, you actually got two extra, six cigars this time. Uh, those that are part of the Prime, actually seven cigars. But you're going to look at uh, two little ugly cigars and say, what are these cigars? Barry, what do we have here? Uh, we have some Peritos uh, that make up the Aganosa Habano blend. And uh, we will smoke the Habano in the second half hour. Uh, so we'll get into the blend details, I'm assuming, then. Sure. And uh, those that are not part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, the question is, why not? Why are you not part of this? Because this is one of the experiences I wanted you to be part of, because you can't do that unless you go to an Aganosa Leaf Experience event. event. Um, and the person that usually does those events is Terrence Riley. And with us from Miami, Florida, is Terrence Riley. Are you there? Yes, sir. <clears throat> Great. We can see him fine. Everything's fine. Those that are watching on uh, YouTube or Facebook Live, those that are listening, he'll explain uh, as this is going on. But it's going to be tough for you to to deal with this experience if you're not ha having these yeah, other have two it. cigars with them. them with you. <clears throat> but uh, it'll give you an idea, if you don't, how... Um, you should go to an Arganosa Experience event so that you can ac actually participate in this uh, and be part of it. Um, and you're going to learn at that point um, what a blender is doing. These are ingredients that a blender is using to make up the finished product. Is that uh, kind of how it works, Terrence? Yeah, basically what we're, we're going to do is uh, talk about the two key components that make up all of our cigars in some way or another. It's kind of the backbone of our blends. And then take uh, those individually, see what they contribute to a particular blend, and then see how they work together uh, in the in the blend itself. So we have the two Pumas, and then we have uh, the Aganorce Leaf Habano, which has both these tobaccos in it. Okay, so what are these tobaccos? So the first one that, that we're going to smoke is uh, is the small. It's the one that's not cellophane for those of you that uh, have the pack in front of you. And it's the smaller, the shorter of the two. It's Corojo 99. Corojo 99, uh, grown in the Jalapa region in Nicaragua. And it's a viso, which means it's the middle part of the plant, middle, middle section of the plant for the leaves. This is in everything we do in some capacity, uh, wrapper binder filler, 
Also, we use Secos and Visos as well. But this tobacco uh, is in is in every cigar that we make in some form. So um, on, the- on the Casa Fernandez uh, uh, Aganosa Leaf Habano that we're smoking, that is absolutely in there as, as what yeah. component? Yeah, it's 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 in there as uh, predominantly in the filler. It, okay, it makes up it makes up the majority of the filler, not all of it, but the majority. Okay, and the and the second one, and then the second one we're going to smoke is Criollo ninety eight, a different seed from Esteli, different region of Nicaragua, but it's also a viso, and so uh, it's it's uh, the same part of the plant, different seed, different region, and then this tobacco uh, <coughs> in some in some form is also in basically everything we make as well, and in the Aganor Leaf Habano. It makes up the binder in some of the filler, but but less than the the corojo in the filler. Okay, um, all right. So I guess let let's begin. A little and, sweetness and on the cold draw here. We're, we're going to begin with the uncellophane shorter one. If you ended up taking out the the cellophane off the other one, but we we made sure cellophane was on one of them. Uh, but actually, size differences also there. So the shorter of the two. Um, what I'd like you to do is actually taste it before we even light the cigar. And it's sweet, and correct me if I'm wrong, but tobacco grown in Jalapa Valley generally has more of a sweetness than, say, Esteli or other regions. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, our, our Corojo from Jalapa is, is more it's sweeter. It has uh, it makes you salivate. You shoot on the sides of your mouth salivate. And, and you'll get a little bit of spice on the retrohale, but overall it should, it should leave you with a lingering sweetness and you really make you salivate right on the sides of your mouth. Uh, also, uh, beware that this is not a, a, a you know a full-fledged cigar. It is a fuma, and the draw on it will be very loose. So you you want to be uh, careful when you take that first puff, just to make sure you're not uh, pulling just too hard on it. Barry already received a uh, phone call or an email from somebody, uh, an angry guy that wasn't happy with the uh, flavor of his cigar <laughs> that he smoked, which was this. Even though we <laughs> uh, we put directions in every care package, saying well, you have to read. Yeah. Saying that it's going to be for a tasting experience yes. with Aganorsa. So all those listening, you're not smoking this as it is a cigar. It is a component of the cigar, and it's there for this experience for you to understand what it is. So let's assume we were making a gravy. and Which, for those who, of you who are not Italian, that would be a tomato sauce. Yes. <laughs> so... Salt is a component that you would do, and so let's all taste salt. And you'd say, "Ugh, it's terrible." Well, it's part of the component of there. You know, let's let's taste oregano. Let's taste this. By themselves, they're not very good. So don't expect it to be very good. But the the idea of this is when we taste the finished product, you're going to actually be able to pick up these flavors and understand what salt And Terrence, correct me if I'm wrong, but if we were to go back and forth, when we get to the finished blend, if we were to take the Corojo 99 and take a puff on it, we they would that would make the Criollo pop because you already have introduced your palate to that Corojo 99. So you're going to taste the other components, much like if you had salt on your tongue and you tasted the sauce, the sauce, you're going to, the tomato is going to pop. Exactly. Yeah. We're, by isolating it, by itself and then leaving that you know because we've been smoking it that lingering sensation you're going to be able to pick it up much more in the cigar itself so that that's part of the fun of this is, is being able to see how we're, we're kind of going from uh notes on the piano to chopsticks to mozart and it's kind of a fun process all right all uh, right should we light it up or just keep continuing to taste or what i've been i've been smoking it for a while here so it's all right uh, so let, for you guys let's light it up <laughs> all right we're going to light our cigar today with the vertigo 
blizzard. The Vertigo blizzard is going to set Terrence Riley's head on fire right there. <laughs> it's a uh, features a single action, meaning you press the button down to ignite it, and the lid pops for you. You've got three jets, all fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, an easy adjustment wheel, a distressed metal finish on the top, all for the low price of $9.99. That's the Vertigo Blizzard. At that price, you should have two. There we go. All right, this is interesting. So the chat room is saying that the retrohale on this particular tobacco has made their eyes water. Yeah, it's stinging, right? Yeah, it's going to be spicy through the retrohale. And also, remember, you're getting a lot of smoke passed through this. It's it's a very open draw, so you're going to you're going to get more quick. of a, a pop. Yeah, it heats I up. Recommend, I, I recommend retrohaling it, but I also recommend not retrohaling it as well, just so when you don't retrohale it, it's going to allow that lingering sweetness to show up more, whereas on the retrohale, you're going to get that spice through the retrohale. All right, kinda, kinda so I'll, I'll play the role as a not retrohale. Jonathan will play the role <laughs> as a retrohale. No, he will not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the only one with balls on the panel, and I've retrohaled. Oh, Ed Sullivan, you hear that? You've been booted from the panel. Well, he's he's at a <laughs> producer's chair. He's Ed, not on the panel. Ed Sullivan. Uh, I'm at the kids' table. You're no longer a Every, member of the cigar. Not a lot of people watching. They're, they're listening anyway, so nobody knows who's at the table. All right, so me and Ed are the only people with right. balls on the panel so it stings right? it stings but it lingers a long time well it's made with bits of real panther so you know it's good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so hey the, how'd you know that as you said it's viso so those that understand with the top part lajero right so viso the center part of it but very boy, aromatic it it's stronger than i thought it would be as a viso our viso is is definitely has some presence to it but it still has the complexity. And to be honest with you, we use much more Viso than Lijero. We overall in our blends don't use a ton of Lijero because our Viso has the, the, the strength and presence it does. Uh, that's necessary. And so it's no, and, and yet it's still more complex than Lijero because Lijero, you can kind of get very linear on it. So we, we like you. And that's why we use it in these tastings is it has the strength, but it also still is complex. Uh, so that you get to taste a lot of different uh, flavors in there. Now, I, I've been lucky enough to go through this before. This is so interesting what's about to happen because I smoke this, and I think this is a bad representation of your cigar that I, yeah. am, I am not liking what this is tasting this like. This is Ovaltine by the spoon right out of the jar. You just put yeah. a spoon in, <laughs> and you eat in the Ovaltine. You don't, you're not getting the creaminess yet from the milk. It's not warm. You mean it's, you're not supposed to do that? No, it's okay to do it once in a while. Oh, okay. So this is why I'm such a terrible blender, and I've I've been to the factories before, and they say, "Hey, put some stuff together." And I try little little notes of all the different tobaccos, and I say, "This and this is go will go together good." And the guy makes it, and the next day I'm trying a cigar, and it's awful. And I think that it's gonna these things are gonna marry with each other, uh, but this is very very different. And so you guys figured out that these two together end up being fantastic it's sweet and savory uh salty all these things end up matching good so everything you make says we, we want a component of this and this to us almost your signature series here yeah th this is our signature flavor this is the backbone of everything we do we have different expressions of it obviously if you smoke different cigars of ours it's not like they all taste the same but they all have that essence of agonorsa that comes from these two seeds and these two regions now, you sell tobacco also. You don't just grow tobacco for yourself, but you sell it to other people. 
Yes. Yeah, so in fact, uh, that's the primary business. Out of 14,000 bales we produce every year, we only keep about 1,500 for ourselves, and the rest are used for other purposes. Wow. And you sell this tobacco to other people? Yes. We, we do not sell wrapper. We sell binder and filler. The wrapper we only uh, keep for our own use. We, we couldn't supply the market and ourselves for that. So that is exclusive to us and the brands that we make. Um, and But binder and filler, we sell quite a bit of now, what I'm, something that I'm noticing is this is well, well-aged tobacco, the burn line on it. And for people that you smoke a cigar and you look at the burn line, uh, the combustion line on a wrapper, and you say, oh, this cigar's got some age on it, but you do the same thing for all tobacco. If you're smoking a Fuma, you look at that combustion line and it is razor thin. This is some old stuff. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that gives us our signature flavor isn't just the seeds we grow and where we grow it, but also the processes we use. It's kind of like a, a nice piece of meat. You can destroy it at any moment so you can have the best mignon on earth but they overcook it and now it's just a piece of shoe leather so yeah. if you our fermentation processes are curing uh all that uh combines to create that flavor because we we would lose it even if it's there in the beginning if we don't do all those processes correctly all right so should we go now to um yes cigar number, number two, two. So, so Dave, you said something interesting about aroma on this. And, and when you light up the, the Criollo 98 uh, from Esteli, the second one, uh, it's going to have a completely different aroma. I can, when I'm in a room, if I can tell the difference between these two purely by aroma, the taste is also going to be radically different. It's going to be much more earthy. Uh, it's going to have more body to it. And you'll even, you should on the roof of your palate, on the roof of your mouth, you should get some salt. This is uh, certainly earthier on the cold draw. All right, let's light her up. So this second one is which tobacco? This is Criollo 98, Esteli, but also Viso. And the first one was? Corojo 99, Jalapa, Viso. So different seed variety grown in a different place, but using the same priming, the same height on the plant. Floral. Exactly. Floral, and I am picking up a note of that salt that you were talking about. But it's floral as hell. It's terrible, and th this is what we see. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's too much. It's too much of, too much of a good thing. You know. You, you know yeah. what this reminds me of? Uh, uh, maybe about a year, year and a half ago, uh, Dave Blind tasted us with a Trinidad Cuban. Okay, and it was a very floral component. This is very similar to that cigar. <laughs> Get a little soapiness, a mm -hmm. little soapy. That's his maiden name. It is it's true. We watched the we watched the cigars with a bar of Dove right before we sent them out. Yeah. Make sure there's no, no. <laughs> now, this, this, you know, this is the magic of a blender that you I would never. Yeah, it's like you smoked that. It was like, ah, eh, you know what? That kind of sucks. Uh, this kind of sucks. I think together they'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing is trial and error. These guys, that's what they do all day long. They, they go into pilones, they go into bales, and they roll up fumas, and they smoke them, and they go, okay, this is imparting these flavors, and these type of flavors go well with these type of blends, and that's just uh, nonstop. And not only, not only that, but you got to hand it to these guys that are going in and smoking tobacco at all stages of the fermentation. So early on, it's got a, a metric S-ton of ammonia in it, and yeah. then you could end up over overdoing it and the tobacco is past its prime the, yeah. and they smoke it through the all the time all through the different yeah. stages and then they go okay right now it's peaked i 
How the hell would you know this peaked? Because that, that's what they do, and it is amazing. Tri- trial I, and error. <laughs> it tastes like bathroom soap. It's ready. It's ready. So, you know, and I, I've been to the factories before, and somebody comes in somewhere else and says, I'm going to put a blend together and all this stuff. I've never done it. I, I have done it. It, it, because they say, okay, let's everybody put a blend together. And I, as sure. I say, it's terrible. Uh, every time I've ever done it, it's terrible. But I have had many different cigar brands made for me. And it would be the finished product of that that they would end up giving me. But I would try to put my two cents in and say, well, I think if he end up doing that and you'd see the head shaking, you know, if there's three, three tobacco <laughs> guys that are shaking their head and I go, no. And they go, no, no, that won't be good. Okay. And I just shut up at this point. I mean, probably 25 years ago, I go, no, let's try that. And they make some of these terrible cigars for me. But they say, no, no, it's not going to be good because of this. Because they're looking at it as an ingredient, like a salt, and this one's right. a sweet. And these, these don't go together no matter what. You know, the, on the Cool Ranch Doritos, there's the, the red and orange flecks. If you could just isolate those two. That's what this is. What do you What do you like better of these two tobaccos? The first one. I like when they're together in the cigar. We're going to smoke in the second half hour. Right. I like it when it's together. <laughs> this one I feel right on the tip of my tongue. But we had talked before about what tobaccos do we like, mm-hmm. right? And I I like a sweet Cameroon wrapper. I like. Um, um, maybe broadleaf tobacco. But would you like things. Cameroon just rolled in a fumo? Correct. That is the question that we Probably like. Probably not. Have you ever done that? It's no, not I have good. not. Just Cameroon <laughs> by itself. Just uh, send us a couple yeah. of those fumars, will you? Yeah. I, I, I mean, a fumo by itself of Cameroon. Like between these two, I, I actually like the Trojo. Usually when we do this at, at events, at Agonorsa experiences, th- th- you have three reactions, <laughs> which we kind of saw here today. One, somebody goes, oh, I lo- really love the Corojo. They'll either want to buy the Fuma or they'll want a cigar that's all Corojo. No. And then the, the, the other guy will want the Criollo. He just want, he's, he, he, that's all he, he likes. And then you have the third category where like, oh, what, what's the combination? I didn't like either one of them by themselves. So it kind of splits all three ways which we've seen here amongst ourselves as well. what i what i think i have here what i'm i'm getting is um moisture on the first cigar and drying on the second cigar a- absolutely absolutely yeah you're, def- you're, you're gonna get a lot more of a dry taste on the on the clear 98 and that's why i like the first one because i don't like drying although it's probably important to have because i i love the finished product so you know it, one thing that's wet, one thing that's dry, one thing that's sweet, one thing that's salty, one thing, you know, and that's for food, right? Sure. Um, yeah. and, and just to demonstrate, I mean, I don't know if uh, I'm jumping ahead here, but if you've ever seen a Cheech and Chong movie, what you want to do now is make sure your original one that you lit up is, is still lit, and then you put them together, and you puff them at the same time, and you're going to see how even in that way they're going to meld and become more complex and balanced, more like a cigar. The, the one we're smoking now, the the bigger of the two, the retrohale is is extremely mild. It's like almost non-existent. It, it's it doesn't have the spice that the the Corojo has on the retrohale. But for me, the body on on it is a little bit heavier. It's a little sneaky, actually. The Corojo ninety eight, uh, the second one that you're smoking, it, it sneaks up on you. You're like, oh, this is pretty smooth. But then as as you go on, you kind of get a, a kick from it. So. It's a little bit tricky. Man. Yeah, they're much better together. They are. Don't ever smoke a cigar like that in my presence. <laughs> yeah. It's like the German. Even for me, it's <laughs> it's pushing the envelope. For those of you listening on the podcast, he had 
his thumb and index finger together yeah. and the cigar <laughs> pointed away from his head right, in the yeah, douchiest hold I've ever seen. <laughs> Is there a right way to? Is there a right way to hold a cigar? There's a wrong way. There's a wrong way for sure. So, if, it, smoking them together, even the the texture of it, we've all had cigars unravel. Yeah, it's almost like smoking a cigar without a wrapper. It is. It's only the filler. Yeah. Well, in this case, we have a filler and a binder when it comes to these two. The blend, yeah. So now. The components of the finished cigar is going to be the filler in the binder, which we have here, and the only other ingredient is going to be the outside wrapper? The outside wrapper, which is a Habano wrapper. So we, we've taken wrapper, Habano, binder, Criollo 98 from Esteli, the second one that you smoked, and fillers, mostly Corojo, the first one, with some of the Criollo, the second. And how, what, what flavor would that Habano wrapper impart on this? How is that going to change the blend? Well, we're going to find out. That's part of yeah. the fun. Hey, it's, it's, Mr. It's, Jonathan. That's a hell of a non-answer right there, <laughs> <Yeah>. Terrence. <laughs> so I well, will, that's the yeah. One of the things with this is that you, one, one of the reasons we do this is that we want the consumer to experience it for himself and kind of draw his own conclusions. We, we, it, it's much more effective if they do this process and, and, and make their own uh, decisions about it than us saying, oh, well, this is, you know, this is what it is and this is how you're supposed to do it and, and everything else. We give you kind of a guideline. It's, this is what you should be tasting here. That's what you should be tasting here. But in terms of the finished product itself, we like to have them kind of take those tools we, we did just now and then determine for themselves flavor. All the respect in the world for the blender. Absolutely. When, when you go through this process, I, I cannot imagine... First off, separately, I, I think they taste terrible. Together, it is better. Yep. And as the finished product, it's phenomenal. It's a, it's amazing that the cigar doesn't cost thirty dollars, uh, given D given the amount of work that clearly has gone into making the blend. Yeah, and, and Dave, your your explanation before was great. You know, nobody eats salt by itself. Generally, they, people don't eat uh, egg raw egg. Uh, but they, they eat cake, and it's because all those things contribute to the flavor of the cake, but the cake is greater than the sum of its parts. And so sure. the same thing applies here. And all the tobacco is grown by you guys. You're not buying anything. We, we buy some. Actually, the, the, the Habano uh, wrapper is from Ecuador, so we do buy that. We do buy uh, the Connecticut from Ecuador that we use on, on uh, the Cigar Authority Cigar of the Year, yeah. uh, North Sleeve, Connecticut. Um, and we do use uh, some San Andres uh, on some of our cigars from Maduro, but we've been using more of our own shade-grown Corojo Maduro uh, more recently. So we do have to buy some uh, some wrappers, but 99% of what we use is our own tobacco. How dark would that shade-grown Maduro be if you didn't grow it in shade? Because it's pretty dark. It, 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 might be, it would probably be darker, to be honest with you, because it would be exposed to the sun. But what we needed to do is get a Maduro hue without either when the tobacco gets spent, they call it gastado uh, is the word, I think. It, mean, it means it's spent. It's out. And, and so you want to keep the flavor, but you don't want to you – you need it to be a dark hue. So growing it under shade uh, allowed us to do that, whereas it was under the sun. It either grew too thick, thick and couldn't be used as, as wrapper-quality leaf or the fermentation uh, didn't work. So it, growing it under shade, which you would normally associate with a lighter cigar – uh, is what allowed us to ferment the higher primings of the plant for longer, keep that flavor that we like about it, but still create that beautiful Maduro hue. 
This is a great experience. It's the Agonosa experience that we're, we're doing. Uh, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to light up the complete cigar. While we're on break, we're going to continue to smoke them as separate and uh, then get back to it with Terrence Riley. Stick around, everybody. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority <laughs> on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. 
Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back. We're smoking two different tobaccos with Terrence Riley from Arganosa Leaf Cigars. And uh, this is the Arganosa Experience. Welcome back, everybody. Excited to uh, light up the real thing. Should we uh, take another hit on this thing, or what should we do here, Terrence? Well, you might want to take one last uh, puff on each separately and then together, and then put them down and go to the cigar itself. Shouldn't be too much dead air. No. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, Feel free to talk amongst yourselves. So while you're doing that, I'll let you guys know about the Aganorsa Leaf Habano that we're about to light up. It is manufactured in Nicaragua by Aganorsa Leaf, and the size is a five and a quarter by 50 Robusto. It features a Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan Criollo 98 binder, and fillers consisting of Criollo 98 and Corojo 99, which is the little cigars we just smoked. It's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. A single cigar will set you back $7.39, while a box of 15 is only $97.99, which is a savings of about $13 or 12% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. I'll tell you, the Corojo uh, got stronger 
as uh, it got got lower down there, they, it all got stronger. I mean, this lot. We talk about uh, aromatic tobacco in the nose of what it is. As we're smoking both of them, very very aromatic, which is middle part of the plant, which is usually the case. Uh, if I'm saying this right, Terrence. Yes, abs- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The uh, as I said before, they're 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 kind of some people associate strength with like aggressive flavor or or harsh and these are not harsh but they're definitely have some power to them so especially on the creole 98 that does not come across as having i would say a, a ton of intensity like the the corojo does through the nose but if you smoke that for a while you'll definitely notice it's got some kick yeah, we're saying that uh, during the break that we got the jitters a little bit, like high nicotine content or something. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's yeah. it, it uh, sneaks up on you. Yeah. All right, let's uh, cut the Aganosa leaf uh, Habano. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So there's other cigars out there that use these components. Is it is it right or wrong to say who that who that you know we may find this tobacco in other people's brands, or we leave that as a secret? Well, I mean, again, any brand we make certainly it would, they're in there to some degree. And then uh, for people that we sell the the, cigar, uh, the tobacco to, how they ultimately use it, we couldn't. Uh, I wouldn't know what blend it goes in or anything else, but. Uh, uh, certainly, you know, we can talk about the, some of the brands we make, Illusion, Viaje, Warped, Foundation, HVC. Uh, there's, so there's a whole bunch out there that we make that are utilizing these tobaccos. Um, and then we sell tobacco to Altidus, to, uh, to Drew Estate, to a whole slew of uh, people out there that, uh, that have bought from us either currently or at some point. Okay. All right. We're going to light our cigar with... The Vertigo Blizzard. The Vertigo Blizzard. Boy, is this sweet on the on the cold draw, by the way. Thanks for that, Dave. Features <laughs> a single action, three flames fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank, an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of nine ninety nine. No, you're like a child. Well, you it didn't. It goes men- into your brain. You didn't mention it. I gotta say it because people are gonna light light their cigar without taking the cold draw on it. It's important. It, it's important, yeah, Mr. Jonathan. It is. <laughs> he could have waited till I was done. No, I couldn't. <laughs> I'd, I'd forget to, to say it, or somebody would light it. Um, so make sure you take that cold drawer on it, because we took the cold drawer on the other two, and I'm, now dramatically. Different. I'm definitely picking up the cocoa component that I got out of that Corojo 99, the shorter one. It's absolutely delicious. Those two things equal this. It's hard to believe. Yep. So now I want to know how much of an effect does the outside wrapper have with the cigar? People talk about it all the time. It seems it's pretty dramatic. No, absolutely. It's a huge factor. One, that you, you, it's a huge part of the overall taste of the cigar to begin with. And we have the... The Connecticut, the Habano, I mean, those are both consist of Corojo and Criollos in the binder and filler. Two different wrappers create two very different taste profiles. Uh, so it's it, every part of the cigar is going to have an impact. I mean, even if you just change one of the tobaccos inside, it's going to affect flavor and taste. Boy, n- now you can 
you know, you can really taste the components of the cigar. You can find all those elements in this flavor. This is what's supposed to happen, right? We can taste absolutely all of them. Yeah, you should be able to isolate now uh, those the Criollo and Corojo toba uh, tobaccos. Now that you've tasted them individually, you should be able to pick out their flavors. But also, you should be experiencing a lot more complexity overall because it's obviously a cigar. Like I said, it's much more complicated than simply two different tobacco leaves. My theory was correct. If you smoke the Criollo 98, the longer one, yeah. you take a puff of that, and then you take a puff of the cigar, all you can taste is the Corojo 99. And vice versa. Should we dare be going back to, back to the it single cancels. element? At this point, you get to do whatever you want. We're, we're in a free range here. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to go back and, and taste what the Fumas tasted like compared to the cigar, by all means. The single element cancels itself out. That's interesting. <clears throat> I cannot be a blender because I would never put these two things together, and I love them together, but separate... I never would have been the guy to end up saying, oh, these two things will go together. But they go together so perfectly. Yeah, it, it's trial and error, basically. I mean, they just see what goes here. I mean, the, the key thing with cigars, too, is it's not only about creating a cigar. Anyone can get lucky and kind of put some tobaccos together that work. It's being able to recreate that flavor consistently year over year. That's really what the challenge is. And to do that, you have to be testing crops, making sure that the, each, each year's crop is producing the same flavor. If it's not, looking at other crops that will, will be the right tobacco to in, integrate into the blend. That's really the challenge. You need to have inventory for that and people that know what they're doing. And that's, uh, that's really what separates uh, you know, the average from the great. So your workhorse tobaccos are these two tobaccos that, that we tasted as Fumas, right? Exactly, yes. Do you have other tobaccos there on the farms? We've been experimenting with some stuff, but not very much. We, we grow some other things just to kind of test it. We, we do have a, the, a Corojo 2012, which we will start to integrate into things. It's, we're really excited about that. Uh, we tried Corojo 2006. We didn't, we didn't like it very much. Uh, we've tried Habano 2000. Why? Was we it delicious? <laughs> By itself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, we just didn't feel it. It it. it, it, it it was, uh, it was good to work. It wasn't better than what we were already doing. So yeah. if it's not broke, don't fix it. So we only want to integrate tobaccos that are either going to improve uh, and or improve flavor and, and uh, consistency or, or, or burn or yield rates or things like that. So there's no reason to, to, to do something that doesn't have the, the qualities that we're looking for. Companies are very different. Some companies kind of have a whole slew of flavors and it's, there's kind of a cigar for every single person among them. Uh, and then other companies kind of focus on doing a certain t style well. And we're more of a certain style doing it as well as we can. Again, different expressions of that, different, different uh, flavors and nuances and, and uh, strengths. But certainly, our, if, you like, if you like our cigar, or if you like this Aganorsa Habano, you're going to like a lot of other stuff we do. If you don't like this at all, then you know, maybe, maybe you look at some of the other great cigars that you have out there because we're, we have that signature flavor. And if that signature flavor is not for you, there's other cigars to have out there. Terrence, there's a lot of manufacturers that are experimenting with growing their own shade tobacco, as in the lighter stuff. Sure. Are you guys going down that road? I'm hearing about it in Honduras. I'm hearing about it in Nicaragua. So I know it can be done. Is that a direction you guys are going? 
right, right now we've only been doing it with the, uh, ironically, with the shade-grown uh, Corojo Maduro. That's the only one we've been we've been utilizing as a uh, as a uh, as a shade-grown wrapper. We haven't gotten into but the thing is, most of our growers, actually, basically all of our, our growers, are are guided by our Cuban agronomists, and, and the Cuban guys are used to dealing with Cuban seeds, and so broadleaf and Connecticut seeds, and these they're not used to that, and so they're not as they're not as comfortable working with those tobaccos. They like using the stuff that they're familiar with. Now, we're talking about blending for flavor, which is a big part of it, what we, what we just went through. But the blender also has to look at combustion. So you get two great tobaccos that end up blending well together, but they have to be able to work together when you have the finished product like we do now and see that the burn is perfect on it. Um, they, they did it when it came to these two also, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what you're looking for is obviously flavor and aroma. We're growing tobacco primarily for flavor and aroma. I know that sounds like obvious, but at the same time, the tomatoes at the grocery store aren't necessarily grown for, for flavor. They're going to make it to the grocery store. You know, they don't bruise easy and they'll ripen slowly so they can travel. So we're growing primarily for flavor and aroma. But at the same time, if, as you said, the cigar doesn't burn or you have combustion issues, uh, that's going to ruin the experience. So it doesn't matter how good it tastes. If it's if it's not burning well, um, you know, you're going to have a problem. So to be honest with you, that was for us with uh, Habano 2000. We experimented with that. There was a lot of burn issues with it. So, Always was. Yeah, that one yeah. has a notorious history for that. Do you do do you ever pair anything while you're smoking? Are you a black coffee drinker? Do you pair it with bourbon, scotch? Yeah, He's I Irish. think almost it's any, be any beverage. A cigar can go well with coffee. I love uh, our Guardian of the Farm cigars with, with coffee. Uh, I, I enjoy pairing with scotch, with uh, uh, rum, with uh, some bourbons. Certain beers, not all beers go well with, with uh, cigars in my uh, opinion, but certain beers too. really go well. Um, so and it, honestly, for what I tell people is what you like tends to go well with what you like. Sometimes people tell me a combination that they enjoy that to me sounds terrible but quite frankly if they like it hey who's who am i to judge and say it's not going to work and are you on board with the dime stacking phenomenon that's coming across <laughs> social media right now I, I i'm a huge fan of the dime stacking phenomenon yeah. i'm a huge fan I, i'm a believer i've been converted i'll be honest uh. <laughs> look, I'm, barry I'm doesn't like it, right it but it, it's taken off brother i'm doing i'm doing it right now look it's awesome <laughs> stacking dimes yeah, Mike Damari, you, you happy over there? That, that's a little gift to him. His birthday was this week, so there you go. Well, Stacking Times was created by John. That's not true. That is not true. <laughs> I do not agree with Barry Stein 100%. Never. By the way, Ever. By the way wow. we, we had a golf tournament yesterday, and we met the man who told the story of the uh, yellow ribbon. <laughs> ah. He showed up at the golf tournament and came over, and he... Uh, introduce himself to Jonathan. Tom, I think his name is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you remember him well. <laughs> He's not the one that allegedly had the ribbon tied. He's the one who told you the story. And he heard it from another Barry. Yeah, he was not the guy that told me the story. This is the guy with the story. I agree 100% <laughs> oh, with Barry. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, th this is something, you know, you, you, we go into the factories and this is what happens that we're trying different tobaccos and th those that never been and got through this process, this is an awesome experience to go through. And this is what you're doing out there on the road every day now, right? 
Yeah, and uh, when, when I travel, our big thing we're promoting is the the quality of relief. That what makes us different. We're not a cult personality company. We're not a uh, lifestyle based company. What we're selling is the quality of our tobacco and the signature flavor. And there's no better way to to show that than to have people smoke these fumas and see how we create it. And that's why this was actually great today because it allowed so many people to partake that otherwise would have to attend an event of some kind, which we do a lot of, but it's hard to see everybody and do it everywhere. So this was uh, really great that you allowed us to, to partake. Well, I, I loved it. I went around with you for three days and did it for three days. I'm doing it now for the fourth time doing yeah. it. I can't get enough of it. And, and I urge the people that are listening in, in to actually go to one of your events. Uh, if you see it wherever it is across the country or the world, wherever this is going on, go to it and sit through this process of it uh, with you. And uh, it, it really is something because this is what they do every single day, these uh, tobacco blenders. And you guys are the farmers, the, you're the tobacco people, um, not a lifestyle brand, but these are real tobacco people. So, uh, See what it's all about and, and, and enjoy this experience. Those that didn't get to uh, be part of this because you're not part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, sign up uh, because you never know down the road if we do it again or something. But um, uh, go to the CigarAuthority.com and you'll see on the right-hand side, yep. Care Package, and be part of it. But short of that, they have to look for you. So can, do you have any up-and-coming uh, things across the country somewhere where you, you may know where you're going to be? We, we usually, if you go to our Instagram or Facebook, we often uh, list uh, events uh, that we're having, usually with a week or so uh, in advance notice. So if you follow us, Instagram or Facebook, Agonorsa Leaf, that's a great way to, to find out where we're going to be headed next. And are you teaching the reps when you go to that area how to do it so many people can do it, or is it just, just you still? No, absolutely. We, at this point, uh, we've been doing it for a while, and, and our reps are pretty comfortable doing it as well. And, and so uh, that allows us to reach a lot more people than, you know, there's only, uh, I travel quite a bit, but it's better to have, you know, 10 people do it, out doing this than just myself. So sure. there, you, can, uh, you can experience this uh, with or without me. You know, I know people jump to these events that, you know, buy three, get one free, or whatever kind of promotion is like that, and you get a free <laughs> cigar. It's not, it's not a, um, an event. Uh, per se, to me, anyway, I would rather go to something like this and really go through this process it's, of it. it. You it's want, great. And, and the name of it is perfect. It's an experience. Yes. Rather than an event, in quotes. Terrence, the, uh, there's rumors floating around that there are many Nicaraguan factories that are laying off workers. Have you heard of these rumors? And are you guys keeping all your rollers? Are you guys going to be okay for the long run? Yeah, I, mean, I have heard that uh, people are laying off, uh, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of people. I don't know if that was due to the show or it's just. Uh, I, I really couldn't tell you why, but uh, we we have been very lucky. We've we haven't been laying off anyone as far as I'm aware. So we're doing uh, really well. And this is our last year. Nine months was our best year as a company. Uh, it be any 12 month period. And then this year we're up over last year. Our show, despite att attendance being kind of stagnant, was uh, up up 23%. So we've really wow. been able to. Uh, push our, our message and this has been very effective and a lot of it has to do with people like yourselves that allow me to come on here and, and uh, preach the gospel of Agonorsa. You well, preaching the gospel is one thing but your your product stands for itself I think. And yeah. you won't admit but, it yourself or you won't give yourself the, the pat on the back but you're a huge part of that success because you've definitely created a tremendous brand awareness since you came on board to Agonorsa. You changed the name of the company. 
Yeah. Well, we changed it. Single-handedly. Also, I, I got to give uh, Nick Belillo and, and uh, Dion a little bit of credit for that. They pushed us to do it faster than I probably would have done it otherwise. Uh, and Max Fernandez, the uh, owner's son. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that was always part of the goal. Is that we wanted to focus on uh, what makes us different, and that's the tobacco. Uh, and so making the name Agonorsoli of the company made a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So down the road, what's the plan for 2020? You got new products coming, although I know the big thing right now, it should be if you haven't tried the shade grown Maduro. I think it's the biggest thing going on right now that this thing even exists. It's it's mind blowing to me. Uh, all, all the products that are out there, you're a relatively um, changed new company as it is. But is there a, a, a future coming out of something new working on? We're, bas- we're basically trying to to. Turn pro- we have a, a lot of grandfather products, and we're tr- we're we're focusing on for next year having some of those uh, be be pushed back into the market in form that is uh, coherent with the rest of what we're doing. So uh, before a lot of our products would be on the shelf, and they all look like they were from a different company. You would never know they were the same company. Uh, a big part of our success, we feel, is we've we've kind of uh, done a, a decent job thus far of of creating more of a consistency in presentation. So that's really the the big focus is to is to use some of these brands that we have that that uh, just you would never know that we make just because the packaging is so different than everything else. Yeah. Well, you're working on a product for me. Uh, we're not there yes, yet, but I'm looking forward to it. And, and I'll see you uh, Wednesday. You coming up for an uh, anniversary party? I, y- yes, sir. I'm going to be there with All my right. suit on. And this is your first time? My first time. I'm, I'm excited for that when uh, somebody hasn't seen uh, the type of uh, promotion circus. we do. So, yeah, circus is a good word for it. I'm looking it's forward. It's probably going to be the, the greatest night of her life. I saw that. I thank you for that. <laughs> it probably is. Well, but we'll, we'll wait for your uh, final decision at the end of that. But I get, you know, it, it's usually a lot of the same people every time. Um, everybody wants to be part of it. I'm honored that you guys are a, a part of it this time. I'm looking forward to your reaction to see, hopefully, an event you've never seen before of uh, what's going to happen there. So I'm, I'm very excited for you coming up. Greatest night of our lives. There we go. Uh, okay, guys, what, what are our uh, final thoughts here on Aganosa Leaf Habano as a completed product? Very barbecuey. It's, uh, I'm picking up a little bit of that Cool Ranch Dorito that I had earlier. Ah, so that's what I'm looking for. And there, there's there's a very, very subtle spice. There's also a little bit of sweetness on the back end. Now, instead of chocolate, it's more of a molasses kind of thing. It's uh, it's just a good, solid barbecue meal. Yeah. Now, Barry, we, we talked about um, the first um, was a moist cigar, moist for your mouth, and there was a drying element to it. What do we have as a finished product? Uh, on, on the main flavor components, you could you could taste that that the mouth watery uh, goodness, the sweetness. Yeah. By the finish, especially when you pull in the retro hail, there's a little bit of that dry and earthy component to it. So you could definitely see the yin and the yang going on, mm. and it's easier to see it after smoking those two. Uh, little Picaritos. How about you, Ed Sullivan? You're quiet over there. What, what are you thinking here? Well, you know, it's, a, it's it can be challenging operating the board with one cigar. When I've got sort <laughs> of three things going, it's hard to, you know, yeah, continue talking as well. But I did find that, yeah, the, the second one was drying. The product as a whole, when it comes together, lots of saliva and yes. you know, it's a very mouth-watering it, it, good cigar so do we have more so this cigar makes you moist ed sullivan is that what you're yes, saying it does. that is exactly what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> does, does it have more of the moist 
tobacco than, than it does the drying tobacco or the other way around? Overall, because most of the filler is the Corojo, it has more, it probably has a little bit more Corojo than the, the Criollo. The Criollo is mostly the binder. It's a little bit in the filler, but not much. Okay. So it's, it's, it's got more Corojo in this than, uh, than the Criollo. Yeah. I got one question from the chat room, uh, Joe Gutt, who listens every week religiously. He wants to know if the future of the company is still going to continue to or re-release the Casa Fernandez white label Lancero. Yeah, we still have that available. That's uh, we, we have the uh, Anniversario Box Press Lancero. It's a very delicious cigar. The thing with Lanceros, of course, is that it's you know it's the it's the vocal minority that that likes them. Uh, so it's it's really a cigar that you have to have a shop that really promotes Lanceros and understands how special they are. The average guy, and I love Lanceros, so I say this is a Lancero fan. But the average guy looks at Lancero, kind of goes, uh, "That doesn't look good in my hand," and, and passes on to the the next cigar. So. It's been something that we've had for a while, and, and, and shops that do well with Lanceros do really well with it. And you managed to put those two components even in a Lancero. Yeah, I mean, obviously, and you know, you're using you know smaller uh, amounts, and you have to have a better roller because the margin of error is very thin. They can mess it up pretty easily if they just put a little bit extra of anything in there. So it's so only it, one roller in Miami that makes every single one. It wasn't hard enough that you were going to make a Lancero. You also box pressed it. So just box pressed it. recipe for disaster. There. Right, you ask it for trouble. <laughs> Well, knock on wood, we haven't had really any problems with it, so uh, don't jinx us. I'll you know, I, I got very nervous when I lit this when when I cut the cigar because it, it was so packed mm -hmm. that it looked to me like I wasn't going to have a drawer. And here I am live on video, and I actually cut it a couple of times because I said this is going to have have a tight draw. And it's amazing that it doesn't. It's almost like it's so packed and so full. There's a lot of tobacco in this. Cigar. Yes, and. Uh, Still, the drawer is good, so you know, hats off to the people in the factory rolling the cigars, too. They know what they're doing. I mean, this is a, a perfectly drawing cigar as, as well as it's packed so full. I was just thinking how slow it was burning. We've only been smoking it for half an hour. Right, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to see you uh, this Wednesday night, and... Um, uh, thank you so much for coming on here and providing this experience uh, to us and to all the people in the care package. We've got about 1,000 people uh, enjoying this uh, with us today. And um, hats off to you for coming up with this idea to do this. But also, even if you're doing it today or if you listen to the show and you're not part of the care package, I know there's more people not, but uh, find the Aganosa Leaf experience in your area. Go onto their website and find it uh, because you want to actually do this. You want to go through it. You want to be a cigar smoker and learn about this. I think it's the best way to end up trying the tobaccos sure. like this. It's, it's a wonderful experience. Thank you, Terrence, so much for, for coming and doing this with us. No, it was my pleasure. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity to get to do this with so many people throughout the country that I wouldn't be able to reach otherwise. So thank you so much. All right. We'll see you Wednesday night. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, mailbag roulette. We have so much in the mailbag. We're going to actually lay it all out. And we're just going to take turns just picking them from random and see what we get. There's going to be good, bad, and ugly in this. So stick around for that. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. 
The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For aging room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine. Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar 
for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. What's going on? This is Robert Kelly from Medfit, Massachusetts, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. I hope they have me back. I think I swore too much. He did swear too much, but I'd love to have Robert Kelly back. Funny Fuck man, yeah. comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to our number two. Mr. Jonathan has lots of letters in the mailbag, so we're going to uh, get to that today. Welcome back, everybody. What an experience, huh? Very the good. The Agonosa experience, fantastic. Find them wherever they are. Agonosa. 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 Yeah, I add the R when it's not the. Then you drop the drop it where it is. Where it is. That's right. On the original graphic for the show, I dropped the S. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I said Agonora. I had to go and fix it before the show. All right. (laughs) So uh, we we got lots of letters apparently on um, the last couple of shows where we talked about cigars. So (laughs) almost uh, like that's why people are tuning in. (laughs) So uh, we're going to get to lots of mailbags. You know, we've been learning a lot from the mailbags. We we first learned a lot by having that um, survey that was out there. I learned learned about the which we should have did this years ago. Learned from the people that listened to the show, and now people are really getting into the mailbags and talking to us. Even at the golf tournament, people uh, coming up to us yeah. and uh, uh, mentioning the mailbag segment. So. They really have piled up, so we're going to get to it today, and we're going to get to it as um, as roulette, basically. So Jonathan spread out a whole bunch of mailbags. Just pick wherever we want, and we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but we thought we'd uh, talk about on the after show today 
is cigars that we have been smoking lately, or this week. Let's say this week. Right. Cigars that we had this week, and nobody knew it actually till today. The show notes weren't ready. Anything wasn't ready. So we talked right before the show and said, think about the cigars you smoked this week. That's what we'll talk about. So that's what we're going to end up doing. <coughs> but also, um, to pick a cigar for... Uh, the second half of the show, so each person picked their own cigar, and that's what we're going to do. So uh, we'll start with Ed Sullivan. You pick whatever you want to pick. What'd you pick? This may come as a shock to you, Dave, but I picked a Neanderthal. I went with the HN size because I've got time to smoke a bigger cigar. All right, you got a whole hour here. You're I not going to shit on him at all for that because he smokes it often. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to. <laughs> I was getting ready, but it was a little pause, a little sec- second for. Well, because Jonathan's now bullshit. I am because, ripped because he picked something else. <laughs> well, I was gonna, a little. He picked a kiss ass cigar. I was we'll going to that pick, in a second. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to you. Going yeah. to pick a, a dos hombre, but I thought that's a little light for me. I'm going to go with a Neanderthal. Yeah, it would be something you would never go to. So you, right, w- I, without knowing this is something you would go to after the show. Anyway, absolutely. Right. So it's not after the show. It's right now. Um, not something I would go with, no. but something you you would go. So now you, we all know who Ed Sullivan is and where he would go to. So uh, <laughs> next up is Barry Stein. Where did you go? Well, yesterday at twoguyscigars.com, we got in the uh, Guardian of the Farm Night Watch. Perfect, and, perfect. And, and I bought one of each size, and the only one I had left was in my shirt pocket. So I opted to go with the Night Watch in the Rambo size, which is an 869 cigar or one ninety one ninety one ninety nine for a box. And uh, who makes that? This is made by Aganorsa. Ah, so that's why it's a perfect cigar, uh, but we don't even have it here yet. No, right. it came in yesterday, and they'll make it to uh, two guys' locations. Why would he bring us the cigars that we just got in since he was coming here anyways, and he was looking at them? Yeah. Well, because the So fi- I'm dissatisfied with both of you. I'm going to tell you why. The final, the final preparations for the anniversary party were in full effect. The cigars were being put in the bags, so they're ready to be given out to the people that come. You must have been sweating from all the work you and didn't no, do. And nobody had time to actually do a transfer. Yeah, that's all right. We, this is a crazy time for us. we got to get through. It's going to like giving birth on Wednesday, uh, our anniversary party. And we'll get a little into that as we're smoking the cigars. But, Mr. Jonathan, what did you pick? I am smoking the middle finger to our lovely host, because he looked at me when I said, oh, I finally get to smoke the one I smoke every day. And he's like, oh, you're just a one-trick pony. So this is my middle finger to Dave Garofalo. This is the Garofalo Sun Grown Toro, which is in my regular rotation. Made by? Of course This is is. made by Perdomo. Yeah. So I know it's going to draw. I know it's going to burn. And I know I like it. I like it, too. I like the uh, Connecticut better than the Sun Grown. Anybody have a tissue for the brown that's on Jonathan's nose? And I picked a cigar that I actually took from home this morning and drove to work and didn't Are light you it. fucking kidding me? It's I'm ha- the only one not smoking. What I, this is not what I want to smoke right now. I wanted to smoke the Aladino. You're smoking what you want. You're smoking what you want. And you're smoking what I, was in your pocket. So I be smoke, a man. Take off your headset. So, run downstairs and get it. So he took what he had in his pocket because that was what he really planned on smoking. And this is what I really planned on smoking because I actually brought it from home. Didn't light it yet. I maybe would have lighted it earlier, to the, earlier before the show started, but I didn't. Because I said, oh, this is what I took from home. It didn't come from here. 
and it's in my pocket, is, and that's what I'm going to go with. You did not bring a cigar with you. Well, you could your travel case of cigars. I have cigars. my travel case. I smoked all my Aladinos yesterday at the golf course. So you didn't plan on smoking an Aladino today? No, I'd you, smoked one this morning, and I would have smoked another one. Uh, you, you can't be a one-trick pony, especially being on, on the show. Says the guy who smokes Atabay every day. And he smokes HN every day. The, no, it's okay for the two of you, but I got to smoke this Garofalo. Good. You know what? I like Garofalo anyways. Anyway, um, let's just give it a cut and light. There's nothing more to say here. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So my cigar has a closed foot, and the drawer is freaking phenomenal, even with the foot. Yeah? Phenomenal. And... I have never smoked that cigar, so everything else I've tried many times, so you'll have to tell us about that cigar more than we all know about all these. Unsalted cigars. sunflower seeds. That's what I'm getting on the cold draw. Cherries. Cherries is what I'm this getting is, on the cold this draw. This is the show that's going to do it. it, Dave. This is the show that's going to put me over the edge. <laughs> this one. I was angry before, and I admit it. I got anger problems, and I'm, and I'm trying to deal with it. But the three of you are just pushing and pushing and pushing. Smoke whatever you want. I got to admit, the, the cold drawer of the Atabay is the best cold drawer of any cigar yeah, ever. We're going to light our cigars that we all want to smoke so very badly. Imagine him bu- with the vertigo. Bumming on Garofalo, too. Blizzard. I like the Garofalo Sun Grown, but I thought we were going to smoke whatever you stuff. want. No, that's bullshit. Barry's smoking different stuff. You haven't even smoked that He's before. Smoking his third one of the same thing. Fourth, no, he isn't. Fourth in two days. Of, yeah. of the same blend? Yeah, same cigar. I, whenever we get a cigar in, I buy one of each of the sizes to see the subtle differences. So when I talk to people, I can explain it. All right. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Blizzard. The Vertigo Blizzard features single action, three jets, fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. And an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of nine ninety nine. I love this cigar. I do. Rub it in. Dean Sampson says that somebody needs to give you a shot of rum. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Dean. You love this shit, don't you? I love this shit. I do. All right, I'm going to pick number two. Give me the second one over there. Uh, I wanted to go first. All right, you go first. Here you go. Letter number one. All right, Bob writes through the Contact Us page, Cigar Tobaccos. It would be great if you would spend a segment discussing the characteristics of various tobaccos typically used in cigars. For example, how they burn, taste, and handle during the fermentation and rolling process. And many other segments on the related topic of how the different growing regions tend to affect the tobaccos. And uh, it appears that we did that today. We did that today. So we're good there. But we, we, so you noticed that he said Jalapa in one growing region. Right. And, and Esteli in the other. Esteli. And we, it was actually different um, seed varietal that was used there too. So it becomes seed. It becomes the type of ground. The one thing I'll say about the seed varietal, according to our trip with Perdomo, the seed varietal really only dictates the characteristics of the plant. So if you have a prevailing wind, say, of 10 feet, you can grow a full-size plant 
that's going to grow up to six feet high. If your prevailing wind is at six feet, you're going to grow a five-foot plant, and that's where your seed varietal comes into play is so that you have the least amount of damage as you're growing the, pro the crop. No, nobody grows in, in a hothouse, right, where there's no wind at all or anything? No. Well, the, the, when they first plant the yeah. seed, yeah, they the, do. They, yeah. they germinate them. In I right. wonder if they did it to a, the whole plant and grew it there, what would end up happening? My guess is doing that in Nicaragua is considerably more expensive than growing it out in the sure, field. Of or they would they would do that. What, what about hydroponic? Yeah. They do that with the weeds, right? I think you get more per pound for the weeds than you yeah. do for tobacco. <laughs> you said number two, David? Number two. This this number two here? Yes, number two. All right. The, for people listening on the podcast, the papers are upside down and we're just pointing. Uh, cigar tourism, Jonathan writes. Not me. I can't pronounce his last name, but it's a different person. Anywhere I travel, I make it a point to visit the local cigar shop. I've wanted to. I've always wanted to go on a full vacation to cigar factories and farms. What would y'all, must be from the south, recommend for weekend destination and full vacations? Well, uh, if you go to the Dominican Republic, for instance, you can go to La Aurora factory that's right, open to the public. Open to the public. They do a tour daily. Um, they actually have a guy that leads the tour that speaks like eight different languages. Um, so you could take tours from no matter where a person's from and they built a factory uh a museum within the factory yeah. to show the history it's really one of the better tours i've yeah. been on over a hundred uh years mm -hmm. of uh going there um you know just a, a lot of these factories are not near where you would land the plane right. is the problem so and if you go to the dr just don't drink out of the minibar right <laughs> um the, I would say the best trip I've ever been on was the trip to the Perdomo facility. Yeah. And I don't mean cigar trip. I mean, that was the best experience I've ever had. And it, it takes the full, it's a, it's a three-day thing. You're going to need a day to fly in and a day to fly out. But you want to give it the full three days so you can listen to Nick Perdomo yeah. talk about seeds for four hours. And it's, it is interesting. It sounds like it's going to be boring. It's interesting. It's action-packed, that trip. Yeah, they do that January, February, March, I believe. Yep. Um, and there's every three or four days is the next trip, and you can probably go on PerdomoCigars.com. They have a new website that just started yeah, up. I, Contact them. Watch your site, by the way. I think, yeah, you, I think that the way to sign up is through your retailer, and the retailer can get you in touch with the rep and, and so forth. Okay. That was, that was really something. If you want to end up going virtually from seed to finish um, and everything that goes on between, it, it's – you know, real deep. There's no, there's, and there's no dud sections of that trip. When you go out to the fields, it's amazing. When even in the box factory with the, the only place you can't smoke, by the way. Yeah. Because it's uh, highly volatile stuff in there. But even when they're painting the boxes, it's fascinating. All right. Uh, let's find out what's going on in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And the National Sales Manager for Indian Tobacco, better known as La Galera, has left his position to take a job as a buyer for a South Florida retailer. 
Davidoff has promoted a lot of... Seeing that now. We're starting to see people in the cigar industry on the uh, sales side that are now jumping ship into retail, yeah. which was completely the opposite of what it's been for all these years, mm -hmm. that somebody would work in a retail shop for years and then be found and actually go to the next place. Now we're starting to see a lot of it going the other way around. And Davidoff has promoted Lana Frazier to the director of marketing and Jeffrey Gallardo, G-U-A-G-L-I-A-R-D-O, yeah. uh, to head of sales. That's uh, JT, and I've known JT for a long, long time. A I wish friend. I'd do that before the segment. I would have just referred to him as JT. JT. Uh, they both take positions that were held by Dylan Austin before his promotion to President of Americas. Yeah, congratulations to JT. Uh, I, I know JT. Um, he started off working at Thompson's as a phone operator for uh, people calling up for cigars. Mm. And he was found by Mike Cusano from Cusano Cigars, who would go there often selling their cigars to Thompson and noticed him as uh, a real standout guy. So he ended up working for uh, Cusano. I remember the day he started there, and he uh, grew in the Cusano organization for years. Cusano later sold off to Davidoff. So now they take um, the Cusano people. They take the they bought Camacho too. They took some Camacho people. One of one being um, Dylan Austin. He was on the Cusano side. And as years went on, these people that they've acquired by buying other companies became the president. Now the head of of sales so uh wonderful wonderful for both of them because i remember when both of them started and uh here they are president and the head of head of sales so congratulations to both of them and illinois has introduced a new bill that looks to ban the sale of flavored tobacco and flavored vaping and then misguided bill that once again lumps the two things together well uh and, and me and jonathan had a little uh fight over that this morning because a lot of news going on there yep. of uh, people getting very, very sick right now. It's just wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. You can't say on a product that has been around for such a short amount of time that this is definitively why people are getting sick. There's, there's something wrong with this. There's something coming from big tobacco because they're going to bring You're that heat up. talking about young men, 20, 20, 22 years old or something. And they all have the one thing in common. Yeah. I don't know. I would look at it. This is different. I've never tried vape. Did you ever do it? Nope. So you should try it once to end up seeing the feeling that you get from it and see if there's something seems to be wrong. You should try it. I'm not going to try a you're cigarette. Not gonna, you're not going to try, try it, which is very interesting. Why would you not try it? Because I like smoking cigars. Nah. Why would you? Maybe you'll like that. I don't. You won't try it because you think there might be something wrong with inhaling hey, we've, water yeah. vapor with chemicals I've in it. I heard you make the argument. You don't know what's in that. You don't know what cause it's going to have on your body. You don't. Right. So who's to say that it's not legit to, uh -huh. that it's behind but, it? But no one, is, no one should be saying, especially us, we should not be saying that the, it's definitely the cause. Because uh, who said it? We're reporting the news. The news said it. Yeah. We're reporting what the news said, and we know we can trust everything that they say. Well, Fox said it, so it's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Vermont, Arkansas, and Texas saw their Tobacco 21 laws go into effect, uh, which requires consumers to be 21 years of age or older to purchase tobacco. This thing is pounding, pounding across the country. And new to Two Guys Smoke Shop this week, twoguyscigars.com, is Big Poppy Slugger, which measures 7 by 60, and the cigar I'm currently smoking, Guardian of the Farm, Night Watch. Here we go. What do you think of it? I, I could definitely taste the Two Tobaccos, because you yes. did it. 
Especially, yeah. you know, on the sides of my mouth. I got that salivation going on. Uh, so far, the four sizes I've smoked, this and the box pressed are my two favorite. And the box pressed is the JJ size. I have to smoke an Elysion again mm-hmm. because I don't remember that, those flavors in an Elysion. It seemed, Isn't it, it a seemed, fairly recent move that he moved yeah, over he to them? Yeah, used to be done at uh, uh, Race Cubana. Cubana. That's yeah. why. It was. It, it must be a totally different cigar. <coughs> I have to try that again. Yep. It was on my list of cigars to smoke on the first time we did an after show about cigars that are smoking well right now. Ah, uh, okay. All right. And that's what's up in the cigar world. All right. Coming up on the Cigar Authority, Wednesday is going to be Two Guys' 34th anniversary. We've been doing these anniversary parties since, I believe, seven or eight years in. We're at 34. And it's a 500-person seated cigar dinner. Uh, we have 18 different manufacturers flying in to do it, so everybody gets 18 cigars when they come in. And it's much of a game show type of thing that at the end of it, somebody wins a prize. And we've given away all cra- crazy things like 10,000 gallons of gasoline. Uh, we did a Rolls Royce one year. Last year, we did the Trans Am. And this year is going to be an experience gift. And the prize is going to be a trip for six, VIP, first-class trip for six to Las Vegas. It includes lots of things like... Uh, Does it include hookers? No hookers. Oh, it's up damn. to you on, on the side. You do whatever you want. Doesn't include drinks either, Barrett. Yeah. So don't get your hopes up. But it's going to be a suite at Caesars Palace nice. for six. It's going to be uh, first-class uh, by Mint. JetBlue, if you've ever flown Mint JetBlue, I think it's the best Is that the experience. one where, where you can close the close door and just door. be by yourself it's in awesome. your own little pod? Absolutely. Absolutely. You got anyone else in there with you? Nope, you can't. It's just one person per can pod. You, can you bring a hug? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on the way back. Um, and we, we, uh, you're also going to go to uh, Dig This Las Vegas. Dig This Las Vegas is a um, place you go when you operate um, big machines, big machinery type things. What do we call them? Um, Excavators, bulldozers, front end loaders, dump trucks. You could uncover Jimmy Hoffa. You could. (laughs) So they teach you how to do that. Going to the Dodger Stadium? Is that where? Giant Stadium. Giant Stadium. You're going to race cars at the Speedway where you're going to getting a Lamborghini or something like, you know, so we're all experiences. So it's interesting we're doing um, the experience thing today. That's Ter- a- Terrence just asked if he's allowed to win the he grand is not. prize. He is not. <laughs> so not the, nor the manufacturers or the um, employees there of Two Guys Smoke Shop or their affiliates, blah, 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 every legal thing that can do. But it's a door prize at the end of the thing, and it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll report next week uh, on that. Uh, coming in, Terrence Riley who's never been to the event before. Also, Justo Aroa is uh, going to join us, believe, I believe, for the first time ever. And um, we're going to actually have him on the show because he's going to stick around after the event right. and do some events with us along with the Cigar Authority uh, live with us um, next week. I heard a story about Justo this week. Ed Santa Maria, our buyer, came to visit you and said Justo was here. And you were like, who? And he's like, Justo. And once again, you repeated who? And then he said, Justo. And you go, oh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't remember that, but it's very possible that happened. Uh, J-U-S-T-O. Yes. Justo. Justo. <laughs> Justo. 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 Why who again? Why H? Because that's how. Jose, right? Yeah. Think of it that way. Jose. That's how you pronounce it. Um, 
The following week, uh, we have to gear up for this. I am not ready. Usually, I'm very, very ready for a, a show like this, the prediction show, September 21st, of the predictions of the, the cigar industry. Mm. So we have to start making them up, or we better start digging uh, to get some information well, on that. And interesting, fall. you mentioned predictions in the chat room on Facebook. Somebody... It was expecting our NFL prediction show this week. <laughs> Did we ever do such? When a Chuck thing? Morrison was part of the ah, uh, we had a we had a mm. uh, football. Are you going to be watching football this year? Or? Uh, yeah, I am. Oh uh, yeah, I, I'm happy with what they've done to get rid of the dealing stuff. And, All right, and uh, I'm going to predict the Patriots and the Browns in the AFC Championship. All right, big news September 28th. Uh, no, Mister Jonathan. So uh, big show coming up there on uh, No, Mister Jonathan. The uh, my outfits, by the way, have been. Getting wilder and wilder. I don't know if you noticed yesterday what I was wearing. Yeah, yeah you've, I, cut, I cut, you've become I'm, more flamboyant. I've been not getting, only did I notice every one 160 golfers. Uh, yesterday <laughs> was the Cigar Association of New Hampshire's annual golf tournament to help us with uh, lobbying efforts. Yeah, I'm down to 60 percent battery because I've been responding to text messages about it all day. So far at, today. At, at the beginning, you weren't happy with uh, the response early on, but it was actually 7.30. Oh, Ed Sullivan has the picture right there. Why don't you pop ah, that up on the screen, Ed Sullivan? Give could. people a reason to watch. Yeah, this is a reason why <laughs> to listen to the show and not watch on YouTube or Come Facebook. on. I was going to a golf thing, a golf tournament. I don't play golf, but I happen to have golf attire. You had Those are real golf pants, yes, by the way, because they had a place to put your the golf tees. Yeah. yeah. But you had no golf tees because you don't have any equipment. The, those are not golf shoes, though. They are not golf shoes, no. But they, pretty. they matched. <laughs> they matched. Uh, all right, let's 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 pick another one, Barry. Grab something. Or, or Ed Sullivan, you want to pick a number? Yeah, what are the choices? A lot of numbers. Like one to ten. I don't know. One to nine. I, I like seven. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It is. All right. Man, you picked a book. Nice job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Through the Contact Us page. Dwayne writes, the August 31st episode, How to Choose a Cigar. Hey, gang, I've been smoking premium cigars for about three years, so my memory of selecting my first smoke is very clear. I got some guidance from a friend who suggested a Perdomo 10th anniversary champagne as my first cigar. Perfect. Which was probably not a bad recommendation. The problem was when I got to my local shop, I was overwhelmed by the aroma and selection. The best I could recall at that point was that the cigar I wanted start with a P, and it was an anniversary series. I walked out of the store with two Padron 1964 anniversary cigars, which is probably not the best selection Little heavy. for a first smoke. Well, and the, the Perdomo Champagne, by the way, I want to say, is not a light cigar. No, no It looks it. like it's light, but it's, it's got it, some juice to it. It does. However, my story turns out good because of what I think are two additional factors that are worth considering when you're directing a new cigar smoker. First, a good draw is crucial for a new cigar smoker. Absolutely. As I began experimenting with different brands, I hit cigars that did not draw well that I had to relight often. And often when I had to relight, I would end up gagging on the cigar because of the relight ash. That's why a Pernomo is a good choice. The drawer is perfect mm, exactly. every time. Thankfully, my Padron had a perfect draw, and I did not have to fuss with making the cigar burn right. I'm tempted to go back and try some of those cigars that made me gag now that I have a better feel for how to keep a cigar burning. Second, a good qualifying question to a premium cigar smoker would be, are you currently or have you in the past been a cigarette smoker? Yeah, absolutely. I was a pack-a-day cigarette smoker up until 1980. It was 35 years since I had my last cigarette. Yes, I may well be older than Ed. Is that even possible? No. It's possible. I think the, I'm older than Ed. This history <laughs> had made the Padron 1964 very palatable to me. In fact, I probably retrohaled 50% of the cigar without even knowing that retrohaling was a thing. 
The Padron 1964 remind, remains a regular smoke for me. Wow. And how many get to boast that their first smoke remains to be their favorites? Lastly, I would encourage all new smokers to keep a log of what they smoke and what the experience was. My log has become invaluable as I continue to explore the vast selection of premium cigars that are available. Great job on the podcast, and congratulations as you complete year 10, signed Dwayne. Yeah, it's coming up. Coming um, up. I, I think Terrence is sad to be off the show because he commented on Jonathan's outfit. In, in a negative way, I hope. He said that. Why would you hope that? <laughs> he, he said that outfit. Outfit would only look normal in a nightclub that, that sells cocaine to chameleons. Ah, that's that's hurtful things that you're he, saying. He got, he got lots. He had 160 golfers walk by him to grab a cigar. Not and, one person said, had a negative thing to say. They all thought it was great that I was dressed no, they, like a golfer. They were all gentlemen and ladies, and they talked behind his back like anybody <laughs> else, would. Like, like we all do. <laughs> it's time. For the Don Raphael offer of the day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone is a price. Would you do this? And if so, how much? And today is... Barry's been on a diet, by the way, if you haven't noticed. We've noticed. We've noticed. Yeah. Uh, Thank I've you. been on a diet myself, too. And we're struggling, but we're getting through it. And we're going to keep it going, I hope. But for $10,000, Barry, would you eat McDonald's every day? Only for 60 days. $10,000. Break the diet. Get $10,000. It's 180 meals. You have to have it three times a day. McDonald's. Well, their uh, salad wrap burrito type thing is only like 500 calories. could do that for a dinner. Yeah. You do one meal a day. They don't uh, have that for breakfast. And no. They, well, one meal a day then. But, but this is 180 meals. Yeah, but uh, I'll pass. I'm feeling great having dropped 30 pounds. All right. Not doing it. Mr. Jonathan, 10000 You can use $10,000. I don't need 180 $10, meals. And no. No, your blood would start flowing through your veins like gravy. I can do it. <laughs> I can do it, and it wouldn't even affect me. It would affect mm. my weight, but it wouldn't affect me. I, I wouldn't get sick from it. Yeah. I'd be fine with it. But Ed Sullivan has a thing. If I, everybody doesn't know, he doesn't eat poor people food. I don't like poor people food, yeah. but I have a question on he, this. Sure. Do I have to go pick this stuff up myself? Because I, I don't want the inconvenience of having to go to McDonald's. Yeah, what could be more convenient? They're everywhere, and you just drive through it. So They make it so simple for you. Yeah, he's not doing that. If Jonathan could deliver it to me at lunchtime, I'd still be out. Never mind. Because I, you know what, I, I don't go for the big money, but $10,000, I may consider that to see Ed Sullivan do 180 meals like that. <laughs> but he wouldn't do it, so the only person willing to do it is you. You're also putting up the money, so you'd be doing it for free. And that wouldn't be worth it. I don't know. <laughs> but I'd get to eat McDonald's every single day. Get to? Yeah, get to. <laughs> I don't think you can say yeah. get to. And then uh, McDonald's. Everybody makes believe like they don't eat McDonald's. I and don't. They're, they're everywhere, and they sell billions and billions of food every day, and nobody eats there. Nobody admits to it. It's it's one of those I, secret things. I'm going to tell you, I've eaten at McDonald's a lot. I haven't been there this year. Once a year, though, I get a Wendy's Baconator. Ah, That's a good time right there. Yeah, just one per year. I haven't had it yet this year. And once a year, I do Kentucky Fried Chicken, <laughs> and it, my body rejects it. <laughs> I call it a cleanse. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, let's pick a number. I'm going to take the last one, whatever that is. 
All right. I'm not a novel. And this is Ron writing through the contact us page. Missed opportunity this week. Greetings. First off, thank you for the time and effort you put into the show. I've been listening for over four years now, and I can say I'm excited each week when I can listen to the podcast. I don't watch the video for fear that Mr. Jonathan might, again, remove his clothes. Well, good good call this week, too, because you'll see that picture of him in that outfit. (laughs) I call that an outfit because it's not just how he dressed. It was an outfit. Yeah. Some things you just can't unsee. Yeah. I was listening to the podcast last night and realized you missed out on an opportunity. The discussion in the first hour revolved around suggesting cigars to new smokers. During the second hour, you smoked the Perdomo 20th and announced the Perdomo Firecracker. Mm. I believe you missed out on an opportunity to suggest a Perdomo cigar that flies under the radar all too often. The Perdomo Habano Barrel-Aged Connecticut is a mild cigar that won't challenge a new smoker, but offers so much... That's even stronger than the champagne, in my opinion. Nick says the opposite, but okay, go ahead. It offers so much more than a traditional grassy Connecticut cigar. The barrel-aged sweetness makes for a pleasant smoke for the newbie or as a great morning cigar with a cup of coffee. While I lean more toward the medium and medium to full cigars, the barrel-aged Connecticut hits the spot on my morning walk with a cup of coffee. You all had some great suggestions. I just thought I would add another voice from the peanut gallery. More cowbell, Dave. There we go. Signed, Ron, from Corona, California. Okay, Ron. Uh, nope. Good choice, but a little heavy, I would have thought, for a new guy. Maybe I wouldn't wouldn't go there uh, as a salesperson. Um, but we had Nick up here for a couple of days, and uh, I smoked the gamut. Gamut of everything. They have a uh, Connecticut 20th anniversary, which happens to be very well, too. Uh, here's a guy that never wanted to use Connecticut, and he's using it regularly. But his Connecticut is different than everybody's Connecticut. He buys Connecticut, but then he puts it in the well, bourbon barrel age. We don't know how much longer he's buying Connecticut because growing we unearthed that on the after show yeah. that he's going to be growing it in Nicaragua. Absolutely. Right now, it's time to take a peek from the insane asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> the headline could have read, Woman Killed Down Under by Large Cock, and it wouldn't have been wrong. This is wrong. This whole thing is wrong. Just the beginning of it is. I love terrible. it already. <laughs> In Australia, a 76-year-old woman was attacked from behind when she was stabbed by a cock and died. You see, the woman was out collecting eggs from her hens when the rooster attacked her striking her in a varicose vein, which caused her to bleed out. That's right. Grandma died from getting cocked from behind, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. It's wrong. <laughs> it's, it's not insane. It's wrong. Why am I aroused right now? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I knew the use of the word cock was going to get to you. All right. So what are you thinking about the cigars you're smoking, Ed Sullivan? You've had one of these before, I believe. I've tried it before. Yeah. You buy them by the by the fifty count box. I have bought boxes of fifty. You yeah. know, often this is my size when I'm at work because I have more time. If I'm at home or in the car, this is the Neanderthal. This is the Neanderthal. Often I'll go with the small one, the Hoxd. But these, uh, I'd say, are not for everyone. Very full-bodied cigar. 
Not for me. Not for you? No. I love them. See, so there's different tastes of different people. You like, But you're different than everybody because you like a mild cigar, too. I do. Yeah, but typically more towards the fuller body thing. But I don't know. I think most people, they have a range of strength profile. I think that if you're not pushing yourself as a smoker to get outside of your comfort zone from time to time, that you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm. You need to go mild if you're a full-bodied guy once in a while and vice versa. Okay. How about you, Barry? What are you smoking? I am smoking the Guardian of the Farm Night Watch. It, the, New uh, cigar. Haven't had it yet. So In the Rambo size. Yeah. Yesterday on the Cigar Authority, I reviewed the Orpheus, which was uh, a Lonsdale 6x44. And you could definitely taste some more of the uh, Corojo 99 in that cigar. It left my mouth very dry. Um, for me, this size showcases more of the Criollo tobacco, as well as the uh, Maduro shade-grown wrapper. Yeah. It's very smooth, very rich, very flavorful. Compared to the Aganosa Leaf Habano that we smoked in the first first hour? This is stronger, um, so you would hate it. Our listeners would love it. Okay. Uh, But it has a very distinct taste profile to it, and I think this is a good representation of that new wrapper. Okay, you so you can taste the similarities of the Aganosa Leaf Habano also. Yes, but, now the, the, but the wrapper, you could tell, is playing a, a, a huge part of this. Okay. It has a very distinct taste that, to me, comes from that Corojo Maduro shade-grown wrapper. Yeah. Okay, Mr. J. I'm smoking the Garofalo Sun-Grown Toro. You're right. Un- it is unhappy a, about it. No, I like the cigar. It's in my regular rotation. It is a good balance between sweet and spicy. You get a little bit of spice from that. Nicaraguan sun-grown wrapper, and there's also some sweetness in there. There's certainly some jalapa tobacco in here. You pick up that sweetness. I like it. The draw is perfect. The burn line. Look at that burn line. It is. Those perfect. Perfect. I am smoking the Atabay Mysticos, and um, I smoke way too many Atabays, but it is really my favorite cigar of every cigar. Um, I love them. And uh, I wish they weren't so expensive, but they are what they are. Um, what, a, what a cigar. It, it's a different taste than anything I've ever smoked before. Maybe that's the thing every once in a while, more too often than not, is I have an urge to end up smoking an Atabay. Or if I'm on the sales floor and somebody buys an Atabay, I get very jealous real quick, and then I have to have an Atabay. Um, I love it. Um, it is what it is. Um, you, I don't know, not your size, Barry, on the Mystico. No, not yeah. my size. I really like the Spiritus and the Brujos and the Delirios, but um, I do not like the Spiritus at all. Um, it, it pays a disservice to Atabay because it doesn't taste like an Atabay. Not that it's not burning well or anything, but it's missing the elements because it's too thin to be able to put whatever's happening in here, and these are undisclosed tobaccos. We, we know Ecuadorian wrapper on it because I can see So it. a little, when you're looking at Atabay, you can tell the different vintages, and there, we, there was some talk about possibly putting the vintages on the box itself, and that hasn't happened yet. But the very first edition of Atabay came out uncellophaned. Right. The second half of that first edition came cellophane, and you'll notice that the band is not glued to the wrapper. It slides around, and that's how you can tell the difference between first editions and second editions. Second edition, 
The intention was to put cellophane so the band is slightly glued to the wrapper, doesn't slide, and it has cellophane on it, but no footband. Yep. And then the third edition has the footband, the cellophane, the band doesn't slide. So we got a batch of the Idolos and the Sabios, which are absolutely second edition. The band is glued. There's no footband. Those cigars are four years old at least, aged in his proprietary cedar room. They're fantastic. I think that those are the two top sizes for me for Atabay right now. The Idolos... Idolos, Idolos, Idolos. Uh, I was surprised how much I like that one. Um, it's a, a little sh- bit bigger than the Divinos, so it's a it's a four and a half, yes. maybe it's by like a, a nub by a fifty four, maybe. So yeah, it's a little thick. It's a little fatty. Yeah, very good. Yeah. But my problem that happens with that cigar, it is so good, it's over before I know it. That's why you go to the Sabios because it's twice the grams of tobacco. It tastes the same. Yeah, it's just a little thicker. But I end up going with Mysticos or Ritos. For more, I want more of it. The Idolos is 4 by 55 4 by 55 Really nice. Um, that is coming out in November, December in a tube. It is so beautiful. I just uh, uh, The whole line's going to end up having tubes eventually, but I think four sizes are going to start with the tube. But that in the tube is spectacular. I mean, what, what, a, what a presence that it has on there. So look for that. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're loaded with, with mailbags. We're going to continue that when we return. From the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. 
La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nicaragua, from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're going to see Nick Melillo on Wednesday also. They're all coming to town. We're going to see everybody, and we have Ed Sullivan going to do a little question for all the different manufacturers. Another contest yeah. this year, yeah. We'll, we'll play that, that next contest. week. Contest. i got to say, give a little shout-out to my man Francisco here. He, uh, I turned him on to the Aladino Corojo Reserve. 
and he saw that I was unhappy up here. Crying, crying yeah. with tired because of to your belly you aching. said to me, I'm a one-trick pony like I should pick something different. So I did. And then the three of you go with your regular shit. How is this my regular shit when it's been out you for- You bought four of them in two days. Right. They've been it's out. become your regular smoke. They've been out for 26 hours. I don't want to hear it, Barry. And then, then I'm hearing during the break, we're not doing the classic three-way. Why? Because I'm the champion. We're and you guys- of, We're running out of time. And we want to get to mailbag. So let's get to a mailbag. All right. I'm picking one this time. I'm going dead center. That's how you do it right Great, there. Another novel. It's not a novel. Uh, this is Gary writing to us through the contact dust page. And he's complaining about brick and mortar with membership fees. Brick and mortar with membership fees. A member to be a member of... A couple of the shops I used to frequent have changed their lounge from free to anyone buying something to a monthly fee. I know this is not to comply with local ordinances or anything, so I wonder what you all think about that. I know it's a tough business, but this seems like a last resort kind of thing. I live in Southern California where I can smoke outside almost all year, and one of these shops wants $30 a month. Thoughts? It's a dollar a day. All right. So here's the thing uh, that is possibly happening with that, because we had the issue here that um, they don't want to allow smoking in certain places. If you become a private club, it make it breaks the rules, and now you're allowed to do There's whatever you're going to do. typically an exemption for that. Right. So they may be getting ready for things like that and preempting the strike, which is actually a smart move to end up doing, and for a dollar a day type of thing, it's pretty low, um, and you can go there and have a place to smoke and, you know, anything that's a dollar a day, my God. It's- now, the other, the other thought that I had is, let's say your average lounge has 30 chairs. That's 30 people coming in, taking up 30 parking spots. They come in, they buy a cigar, and they hang out for two hours. If all 30 spots are taken up, the guy that wants to come in and buy a box of cigars can't right. find a parking spot. Yeah. So now you kind of want to limit that hanging around mentality and make it so, okay, if you're going to come in here, you got to pay a little extra to be able to use the facilities. And it's very little. Uh, you know, you got to think of the place as the business that it is, and they're trying to survive at that point. Uh, California, there's not many places indoor that you can smoke, and if I had a place available to me for a dollar a day, I'd, I'd be a member of it just so I have it. Right. Um, but, you know... I don't think there's anything underhanded going on there. Yeah. You know, the guys are regular there. Is everybody ignoring the owner of the shop and smoking their own cigars, and he's finally had enough of it? Right. You, you don't know the back-end right. story of it. Barry, you, you go to more cigar lounges than any of us combined, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, if, if it was that, that you had to join a membership to be, be able to go to that place, would you join, or would you have a problem like, like he's having with it? I, I would join... Um, just to do support. Yeah. I mean, I have a locker at a cigar bar. Yeah. And it's just because I want to support the place. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously you're coming from a cigar shop. You right. You need a locker. No, and every time I'm there, if there's a rep there, the rep's giving me a cigar. So I kind of feel obligated to do we, the right thing. Uh, we, we have our buddy, uh, Fal, that uh, um, comes to the cigar shop, I would say, maybe once a week. Yeah. And he has a locker here, and in his locker... He has his lighter and cutter, <laughs> not cigars. He's lighter and cutter because he forgets his lighter and cutter all the time, so he pays for a locker, basically, so his lighter and cutter is here. Each time he comes, he feels like, oh, my God, you know, you, you want your own lighter and cutter. Yeah. My, lock, my, right? lock, my locker is empty. 
I have yeah. no, nothing in it. I, gotta I say, just feel I wind up with so many free cigars from yeah. reps that I should say, that's why I'm doing it. I yeah. have to say that the, the mentality of the consumer in the state of New Hampshire, I think, is probably better than the rest of the country. Just being able to see the 160-plus people that were at the event, we got to say thank you to all the volunteers yes, that didn't get paid for that. Uh, the reps that sat at the holes for eight hours, right. handing out cigars, and everybody was thankful that they to get the cigar. All at the, the hole. cigar shops that you know we're all in competition with each other, come and, together, and, yep. and and it's awesome. It's it was the, great. It's the thing I like most about this industry yep. when when everybody gets together and it, it's so awesome because there's no need to hate on each other yeah, or talk absolutely. shit about each other, and it's a one. Unfortunately, I'll say for. Uh, um, New Hampshire uh, is we have five retailers that participate and we have 30 plus retail shops right. and only five of them participate and you know we're doing all the work for you and you should participate too yeah. and we learn from each other and we talk with Absolutely. each other and it's a it's a wonderful thing and I consider them friends each one of them friends. It was I know. Uh, I know. Day for it yesterday. Yeah. Too. I know. Kurt was poo pooing my outfit, but uh, he didn't have anything negative to say to my face. Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> I like Kurt a lot. He's a good dude. Good dude. Okay. Uh, let's get to uh, the matchup of the week. It's time for the matchup of the week. Where is my papers here? Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Which would you rather do? Would you rather have no taste buds or be colorblind? Be colorblind. Colorblind. <laughs> I would have thought Mr. Jonathan would have said the opposite. Get out of here. Have with you, you with your outfits and all that shit that things have to match? I, I assumed he was colorblind given the outfits. Fuck you, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> I thought everybody here was going to say, I'd rather be colorblind, except you. No. no really? No. I like food too much. I showed up at a friend's house yesterday. I called him in advance and said, I'm coming to your house tonight. I love I'm food making too dinner. much. You have, food okay. too much. We're talking about colorblind. You said taste buds? Or no. Being colorblind. Those were the two, two options. You, okay, you okay. just read it. All right. <laughs> you already forgot but, it. No, but you should. Well, I like food too much. To give up tasting the food. I don't really care about the outfits. The outfits, I like to dress pretty and all that. But when I buy the suit, it tells me it's red. I lost my taste buds for maybe like six weeks, many years ago. It must have been 20 years ago. That's brutal. It wasn't bad. Oh, no. <laughs> I, it happened to me. I burnt my taste buds out. I was a kid, and we were in Canada visiting my mother's pen pal from being at her being a kid. I actually lost weight during it. And they said, uh, you can eat as much rhubarb as you want. And I love rhubarb. I ate it until I burnt, I chemically burned my taste buds. It was two, three months that I couldn't taste anything. And it was the worst. This is worse than a dime story. It was story the worst. The cleaning the <laughs> Nothing coins. is worse than <laughs> yes, your coin story. Nobody cares about that at all. All right, get to a mailbag. All right, I'll go. I'll just offset from the middle here. Uh, sure. Jeff writes through the contact dust page. Hi, relatively new to the cigar world, enjoying some smokes and enjoying your podcast. I've been looking at Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 and comparing it to Cigar Journal's Top 25 mm. for 2018. Only one cigar is on both, and that's the La Opalencia. 
uh, by my father cigars, but I would have expected more to overlap, or at least to see that number one would appear somewhere on each other's list, but that's not the case. Neither publication's top pick is on the other's list. Any thoughts or reactions to this? Well, I happen to have the new cigar journal right in my hand because I haven't read it yet. It just came in. Um, so we'll talk about that maybe a little next week uh, or in the after show today. We're talking about different cigars. But we know how Cigar Journal works. Cigar Journal works by cigar tasters that they have, 25 across the world. We happen to be four of them. His uh, Barry cigars he has to smoke, those that are watching. It's 13 of them in there. Yeah. Uh, that's this month or this um, issue, the next issue or whenever it comes out. In um, uh, uh, Reinhold. We didn't get an email about this one, so we don't know when the due date is. So send us an email. You, you pop power through yours anyway. I do, but I just like to know when they're due by. Um, this will be a tough week to power through them, just saying. No, it is. That's, that, yeah. that's the other reason I yeah. need to be able to put my time in. There is um, truly blind taste tested. So we know for a fact when it comes to Cigar Journal, it's not them. It's the people they have chosen to do this. It's completely bl blind. I love blind tasting for everybody to end up doing this because you, you take away the pretty packaging or the perceived notions of the brand. Everything goes away, and it's truly of the flavor and how well the cigar performs, period. That's it. When it comes to Cigar Aficionado, it is the editor's the handful of editors of that. So they have a certain taste profile. This is what they like, what they don't like, and that's all there is to it. Um, they um, have advertisers. They have certain ones that they choose what they're going to smoke. It's not like um, it's, it's everything that's out there. Um, there's some people that never get recognition in Cigar Aficionado. It's not the case in Cigar Journal. Anybody can participate by sending them a box of cigars and say, okay, good or bad, have it blind taste tested. Very interesting thing that, that ends up happening at that point. Um, even when it comes to the Cigar Authority, we end up with eight or so cigars at the end of the year that, are, um, that we are choosing, not blindly, we are choosing it. I don't think it works as well as, as the ISDOT do, but we do the best we can and try not to let the band and the brand um, happen like that. Uh, but I think Cigar Journal does it, does it excellent. Um, and I listen to even the other, the other bloggers, the other um, podcast. cigar podcasts, everything. They all come out with their top-rated cigars, and sometimes things overlap and sometimes they don't. And when it comes to an individual person, um, it's going to sway of what, what that individual person thinks. Um, what happens in our cigar store is that people come in and gravitate to a certain person that works in that store mm -hmm. that has the same taste profile of things that they like. Um, for instance, you just said somebody came in, you told him about the Aladino, yep. um, he ended up loving it, and probably not if I waited on him, I probably wouldn't have recommended Aladino. You may not have thought about it. It's not something I smoke every single right. day like you do. And, of course, that, that goes to the Maybe I would have sh showed him Atabay or maybe I would have shown him Garofalo that you seem to have a problem with. You didn't get the <laughs> Aladino. Um, but everybody becomes different when it comes to it. I, uh, the, I like the idea of blind. Um, what is the, the blind man's puff? Yep. Blind man's puff. Something I always look at. 
You know, right. they, they did it as blind. I'm very, very interested to see what people think when they, when they don't know what the cigar is, as opposed mm-hmm. to your friend. And it, it happens to me, too. I know all these people, and, you know, I want their cigar to be good, and maybe it, it gets extra points in my head because I know them and I like them. Sure. You, you do it blind. I can't wait to go through this issue of Cigar Journal mm-hmm. to see what the ratings ended up being and, and what I picked and how, how it matched up with it with the 24 other people that did and did cigar it. journal is not afraid to put the low ratings too oh no, it, it gets rated and this is the rating yeah period yeah and that doesn't mean that it's a bad cigar it just means that that cigar didn't match up to the people that got it right but i i would imagine that they have the you know we know four of the people that have certainly different taste profiles but we're, we're talking about people all across the country Different profiles. So, what? How does it average out, basically, right. of of what it is? There's a good cigar and there's a bad cigar. I try to my best to put aside big ring gauges that I may not care for. <coughs> I don't give it any negative to that. Real full bodied stuff. I try not to give any negative to that and and talk to about that cigar as what it is. If you notice in Cigar Aficionado, you're going to see a lot of torpedoes and stuff to get high ratings. Apparently, those two or three people there like shaped cigars. Um, they like fuller-bodied cigars. They like Nicaraguan cigars. You know, it's certain things, a uh, lot of the same brands over and over again. Um, does that happen in Cigar Journal? A lot less. I say it does in a certain certain amount because you see the same. Well, bigger companies have the budget to be able to send more cigars. Is probably yeah. what would answer that. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, Want to squeeze one more in? Squeeze one more in because we're out of time. All right. Uh, this looks like it was a direct email to me. Hello, Mr. Jonathan. Spelled wrong, by the way. It's an A N at the end. Uh, David. After listening to the show recorded on September first where the main discussion was on choosing a cigar, especially for new smokers. As I don't have the ability to have a selection that a brick and mortar would have, though I do have a pretty good collection going currently. What would be your top two or three cigars and sizes that I should have in my humidor for that would be a good for new cigar smokers that you would want to have at your barbecue or a football party and you don't want to keep them from enjoying cigars because I tend to enjoy stronger flavor types or make the mistake of giving them a grandpa's Connecticut. I don't know what that means. Uh, I know you know exactly what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm asking a lot, but wanting specific brands and sizes. But most of us that smoke cigars enjoy sharing our enjoyment of cigars with others. Thanks again for putting on a great show. Now a couple of times a week for us all. Also, when Dave is going to get you guys hit you guys, when is Dave going to hit you guys with the tennis balls? I'm yeah, it's coming up. Concerned he, he's that not the colder the ten- weather is coming. I'm going to have to buy my own you. tennis racket. He has two of them, but he won't actually. My wife bring it won't in. give them up. She's playing tennis. She's got tennis lessons that she does, and she plays with her cousin. It's September, for God's sake, she's you ain't still playing. There. I I tried to get them. They're her <laughs> rackets, man. I can't steal. You them don't have her. one? No, I use hers. It's pink. I love it. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. So. Uh, Agadosa Leaf, Connecticut, cigar of the year, great cigar. Yeah, is a yeah. good choice. Seeing of that, um, what else? Go to. We, we brought this up before too, but La Giana is a go-to that I always bring people to. CLE yeah, and La Giana and Bambino is a good thing to keep around if you want to give to a new cigar smoker. Small, it's four, small, four by four. Right, they don't have to devote a lot yeah. of time to it. I think one thing that surprises a new cigar smoker is the amount of time it takes yeah. to smoke a cigar. I would normally say go with a Robusto size, but the CLE Connecticut has this 1118 size, which does have some flavor changes. It has some complexity to it. It's very right, right off for, for new, you'd give a shaped cigar like that. 
eleven eighteen shape. Well, because it, it, it's it's mild, but it offers a lot of flavor. Yeah, it's Honduran, but it has no bite. It's very well aged. Yeah. Ed, are you getting some uh, deja vu here? I feel like we had this argument last week about <laughs> yeah. the eleven eighteen size. I'm just saying that's a good one. Like a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, he likes it. He likes it. Aladino, Connecticut, for crying out loud. That's another good one. The queen size. All right, we're going to get to some of that uh, in, in the after show because we're going to talk in the after show. What did we smoke this week? So you're going to actually hear. We didn't know it. We came up with it at the very last minute. We're going to talk about that, the things that we smoked this week, um, and we may have some surprises out there. So uh, that is it. Next week, Justo Aroa. Who? Justo. Justo. Justo Aroa from Aladino Cigars joins us live in studio as we talk about his brands and my party. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you absolutely learned nothing in you the last two lot. hours. This was a great show. So keep the, the lid end. experience. Keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.